See It or Screw It is a spoiler-heavy show. If that's an issue for you, then you can currently watch Till Death on Netflix. If that's not an issue for you, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to Cedar Screw It. My name's TJ Davis. He, him pronouns alongside. I am Emily Schick and my pronouns are she and her. And I'm Dan Murphy and my pronouns are he and him. And on our third episode of Love Bites, we are talking about the 2021 Megan Fox flick, Till Death. And no, the title is very misleading because it's T-I-L-L. And I was figuring, you know, some sort of, you know, a possessed farm equipment kind of story. And instead, it was about a husband who found out that his wife was cheating and murdered himself while chain cuffed, handcuffed to her and. I feel like it's a bit more complicated. It's why more he kills complicated. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, th- there's reasons why he kills himself, and we'll get into it in this episode. <laughs> yes. More yes, so than just he's a shitbag, but a lot of it's he's a shitbag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a lot of it. <laughs> All right, so as we've been trying to do before we get into the movie, let's get into the movie via the Wikipedia plot summary. <laughs> like i love that this has become like our thing to do um well it's just so much easier than trying to come up with the summaries on our own i mean the wikipedia yeah, summary usually too covers often, most of the important bits yeah all, all too yeah. often i will just give like the broad strokes and this helps to keep to keep me a little more on track so Emma is unhappily married to her cold, controlling husband, Mark, who works as a criminal attorney. After ending her affair with Tom, a partner at her husband's firm, Emma goes out with Mark to celebrate their anniversary. Mark surprises Emma with a necklace made of steel, then drives her to a steel anniversary. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. their 11th anniversary. So it's the steel anniversary, even though this came out in 2021 and he proposed in 2011. This is their 11th anniversary, so it's in the not-too-distant, well, not-too-recent past at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Then drives her to a secluded lake house that they used to visit early in their relationship. That evening, Mark apologizes for his past behavior, and they make love. I mean, there's like so much missing from that first. Yeah, I mean, paragraph. but really, I mean, it's it's not like it's just the exchange with they see like a very May December couple, oh, like like proposing and you know clearly the the woman is less than thrilled about this situation as Emma encounters her in the bathroom. Um, well, but sobbing like, in the bathroom and tries to interject herself because I've been there before. And is essentially told to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, which and is she fine. also, she also surprises her husband with uh 50 yard line, Super Bowl tickets, which he immediately just says, well, my team's not going to make it. Ultimately we find out that he's intent on killing himself. So he's never going to make it anyway. So some fucking server got like the best goddamn tip Hip ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he's, Yeah. I mean, also, or more likely, some manager got the best goddamn thing that they ever stole from a server ever. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those out. things of like, yeah, that's one of those tips that like people start questioning whether or not you got it legitimately. So it's uh, that's kind of, of something to be concerned about there. But, you know, generally his team is the Steelers, which as far as I know, they haven't been a bad team in a, quite a while. So, you know. Yeah, He's but they also haven't they been suck. a great team in quite a while, I don't think. They made the playoffs. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess they, they missed uh, 2018 and 2019, but they've made the playoffs of, uh, every year since, uh, well, they didn't make it this year, but, you know. Also, Dan, I really hope your thing's recording because you're showing yellow for me in the Zencaster, but I can still hear you, so it makes me hopeful that it's recording. Okay. Yeah, it's That's showing green odd. for me. So. All right, cool. So worst case scenario, Showing yellow for me too. Yeah, but I can still hear you. So we're gonna keep on going. Um, the next morning, Emma wakes to find herself handcuffed to Mark, who abruptly commits suicide by shooting himself in the head. Forced to drag his corpse everywhere she goes, Emma discovers that Mark destroyed her phone and removed every sharp object from the house. Not just every sharp object from the house, but like 
legit had to have like a six man crew while she was chloroformed to not wake up from all the fucking noise because he cleared out like almost everything except for the furniture. Well, I mean, it's theoretical. Like, I'm wondering how much of it he could have already had not be there the night before, and then she just didn't notice. But like, it's still pretty significant. Like, there, there are clear shots of like, you know, I, the there's the knife block. When she arrives in the kitchen, the knife block still has the knives in it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah there's like a sure bunch of drawers and shit that could have been cleared out. But when yeah, she arrives, when, when she arrives, the closet is still full of clothes. Is yes. it? Okay. Yes, yeah. it definitely is. Yeah. And he definitely clears out all the clothes, which is kind yeah. of insane. And also somehow somewhere gets rid of his shoes, too, because yeah. he is shoeless when he kills himself. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is it's not necessarily the next morning. Like an indeterminate amount of time could have passed between them going to bed and waking up because I don't think there's anything that specifically says it's the next day. We're just led to assume based on the editing that's the next day. All right. I'll agree with you on that. It, like the editing heavily implies that it is the next day. But keeping right. her unconscious for that long would be difficult. Yes, it would be. But like... Like, well, this that's movie what I'm saying. has like, a lot of there, logic there, that doesn't make sense. It seems it seems there should have, to there should have been a shot. There should have been a shot of him like roofing her champagne before they had sex. You know, yes, like like I something like that. that would have worked. That should I mean, have been a also... shot, but I guess it's. I would assume that's sort of the implication. It's probably why he went to like have sex yeah. with her right away, and then we like kind of. Because we're mostly seeing well, then we like smash cut to the next morning. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wonder if like that's the point where she stopped remembering anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, because large parts of this movie, not all of it, but the majority of the movie is from her perspective, which I kind of like. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what's not from her perspective. To be honest, I guess I guess you have the shots of the waitress are... discovering the Super Bowl tickets isn't from her perspective. But yeah, like... there are a couple of scenes between brother and brother that oh, that's fair. she's not yeah. around for, so those wouldn't yeah. be from her perspective. But like yeah. the majority of the film is from her perspective. Yeah. Um. Do 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 do. Uh, she eventually finds the keys to their SUV and reaches the garage, dragging him all along. When she starts the vehicle, the radio plays a taunting message from Mark. Well, it plays their wedding, their wedding song, song with, with him having a, a voiceover. Over it. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised you made it this far, <laughs> which just like, again, shows to like, just shows how shit bag of a person he is. Like our oh, introduction hardcore. to her is her having an affair. And yeah. she's a sympathetic character. Yeah, I mean, we don't find out that he's also been having an affair until about halfway through the film. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's pretty significant. Like multiple, multiple. Yeah. yeah. It's implied yeah. that has had multiple affairs. But right, like, right. if but you know like anything... Line about 40 minutes into the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he, the, it's heavily implied, which uh, I don't know if this... It would be lost on most people or not but i immediately pick up on it is the fact that like you know this dude was so he's the the prosecutor who put away the guy that assaulted her so like he met her when she was traumatized and then seemingly immediately preyed on her yes he did I don't know the time. I I thought I assumed that but then i don't think the timelines match up exactly right um, because I think that it's implied that their 11th year or wedding anniversary, but the assault is stated to have taken place 10 years ago. Now they might be rounding that, but it implies that the assault took place after they were newly married, not before they were married. So no, because the, well, well yeah. Okay. Again, so part of the problem with this movie is it's script. <laughs> yeah. The uh, it's so the 11th anniversary thing is the thing that's throwing us all off because it be. So if you look at the file that's on his desk and she starts kind of flashing back to what's going on, um, you wasn't that like 2008, I think, uh, something like that and then you get and then also you see her name listed as emma davenport so so they are definitely not married and you also later on when she like after he has killed himself and she's in the dark room 
um, there's a an audio tape that says play me and it's his interview with her describing her assault his mm-hmm. interview as yeah. the DA with her describing his her yeah assault. no I mean like the implicate like like there's stuff that implies that at uh, that is how they met and that is the situation that led to their marriage I just think that the the time there are elements of their timeline that don't match up that make it unclear so it's like I you know, again, it's just like tweaking the timeline just a little bit makes that at be the case. Whereas, like, instead, it's left ambiguous because the timeline doesn't work. <laughs> so... Well, plus we were also plus um the the dude, whatever his name is, uh, states like the ten years that I was locked up. Right. Right, and yeah. it would take, and, and you know, a, tro- a case like that would take a probably a couple years to actually be probably. prosecuted. So. I mean, usually with stuff like that, you get time served as well because violent crimes, you're going to be locked up. That's fair to begin with. Yeah, but yeah. still, it, it if it takes place, it like they need to say, you know, thirteen years ago that she was yes. assaulted. Exactly. In, instead yeah. of ten. Yeah. No, I think and then the, I think the writer just is sort of well, the writer is sort of lazy and just will use yeah. ten a bunch, but you know, for the purpose of the <laughs> do ex machina of the necklace, they had yeah. to make it the 11th anniversary because steel. Yes. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't really work if the, if the necklace is made out of paper. So. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't make sense because at one point bolt cutters are tried on it and it still doesn't cut through and it's like, Man, woven this is woven be... steel. It's going to be easy to cut through. It shouldn't. It may. It, no, it may not be. Woven steel is actually quite hard to cut through. I think. Mm. All right, maybe I'm wrong about it. But hey, keep it on, keep it on. Revealing he knew of her affair with Tom. The SUV then dies due to due to the gas having been siphoned out by Mark the night before. But like the amount of you know Kevin McAllister fucking thought that he put into this is hilarious. But I also find myself screaming like from after he kills himself, use the butt of the gun, smashy smash his hand, and then you're away from him. I mean yeah. that's but not hey, the most logical thing to do. But like I yeah, I mean it's really hard to believe that there isn't any like she could use even use the bed as a blunt instrument like yeah you use the bed use a lamp use a face use anything with some weight to it use the goddamn record i mean you know it's in the photo room there's gotta be something there's gotta be something made out of glass she could break at the very least you know so yeah i mean eventually she does end up there's a vase that her phone's in like yeah yeah well i mean i guess you could assume it's a plastic vase but not 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 with how rich this guy is no that's absolutely not a plastic vase i mean break a window (laughs) i I will say this when you're in a traumatic situation you're not always thinking clearly and logically that's she's she's she does a pretty good job consider all things considered i i'm not sure that i would be quite that functional in that situation all right Oh, no, this is how we know it's the next day. Well, potentially, because she when Tom shows up, he says, you texted me last night. Yeah, but he but Mark texted her using Emma's phone. Emma didn't actually text him. Yeah, true. Hours later, Mark arrives at the lake house. He tells Emma that he was summoned by text from her phone and that Mark was facing disbarment from illegal activities at his practice. They both realize that, well, fucking Tom doesn't until he's convinced by Emma. They both realize that Mark sent the messages to lure Tom just as a mysterious truck is seen approaching the house. Emma hides while Tom greets a man named Jimmy from the truck. Jimmy says he's there to fix a pl- fix the plumbing and refuses to leave despite Tom's attempts to dissuade him. Uh, Jimmy's brother, Bobby, then gets out of the trunk and st- truck and stabs Tom to death. It's revealed that Bobby was a stalker for who once attacked Emma. Not a stalker. Like Not a stalker, a mugger. It's sort of ambiguous. Basically. Like, it, it seems it, like it's a it's mugging or potentially yeah. a sexual crime, but yeah. like, because he stabs her from behind, so that makes me think less mugging and more sexual crime. But and just yeah. got out of prison after serving ten years. 
uh, Emma manages to evade the men and make it to the boat shed. She uses an anchor to cut herself free from Mark's corpse and hides just as the men enter the shed. Emma overhears them revealing Mark hired them to kill her and that they must find the diamonds they were promised. Also, like, worst payoff ever. Um, yeah. Just because, yeah, like, I mean, diamonds are fucking valueless. <laughs> yeah, diamonds aren't real. Like, diamonds are difficult to pawn. Generally, you like, don't Like, on the resale market, diamonds value. are valueless. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're just not... They're not a good way of paying someone. Like, and like pick almost any other gemstone and it's going to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Like emerald. I mean, you want to get paid emeralds, sapphires, shit like that. Like that's worth money. A platinum necklace that or you can just melt give down. Give them money. Give them or, gold. Or money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like Nazi gold. gold. Is... Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, is like they make such a big deal about it being the steel anniversary that, you know, that I was hung up on. And it's just like he do it doesn't need to be a themed anniversary. Just give her a, a freaking necklace. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> have to be. I know. It's really annoying. Other than that, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bobby suspects the diamonds are in the bedroom safe, which requires Mark's fingerprints and a code that Emma would know. As the men search the house, Emma finds a fuel can and tries refueling the SUV and pulling it along in the dumbest way possible. Uh, but Bobby slashes the tires. Emma then makes her way to the attic and lures the men there. She knocks Bobby out with the club and locks Jimmy in a nearby room. She attempts to escape in Tom's car. But Bobby intervenes. Emma manages to dial 911 on Tom's phone prior to being knocked unconscious. She later wakes up in the bedroom, once again cuffed to Mark's body. She's Bobby the tells Emma this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which is sort of funny because I don't think it actually is the other arm this time. I, I think don't think they, it is the other arm. I think, I think it's the that same they arm. it's still connected to the same arm. I mean, it's the same reason but of we how we don't she actually worked. see the hand. So. Yeah, it, it's also yeah. how she how she managed to put on Mar presumably Mark's shirt while still handcuffed to him and somehow get off his body and it's, not it's turn it. One of it's one of the things <laughs> that bothers me so much in this movie. Like there it, it are a number of things that too. really bother me, but like that one, like the shirt should be inside out. Why is the tie still attached to the shirt? Because if it was inside out, the tie would have come off. And I realize yes. the tie is there to wrap around her wrist later. But still, it just it like hurts my well, the brain tie, because the shirt using... should be inside out. Two things. One, I, I had this problem the first time I watched it. I'm not sure that they did. Like, I feel like there might be a shot where they show the shirt implied to be inside out because the buttons are on the inside. One shot. Like, yeah, I watched this movie now three times. There is one, one shot, shot. And in every other shot of her wearing the shirt, it is it, it's just the right normal. way around. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like the tie is, uh, in fairness to this movie, the tie is being used as a belt, not like attached to the. Oh no, the, the uh, bow tie ends up being used as a bracer on her wrist to keep her from. Yeah, I mean, also if she puts it, the tie is clearly on the outside of the shirt, and if she put the shirt on inside out, the tie would be inside be the shirt, draped right. around her neck. Which, like, hey, yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, I don't know why she'd keep it there, but like that works <laughs> yeah there are some logical issues with this movie there are many, <laughs> yeah, there are many. <laughs> but hey we've got two paragraphs left so let's get through those and then we'll talk all about it <laughs> uh bobby tells emma the safe code is the date mark proposed to her when she refuses to co cooperate bobby threatens to torture her jimmy objects and points mark's gun at bobby emma agrees to reveal the code if she is set free first emma is uncuffed and she tells them the code bobby opens the safe only to find a hacksaw inscribed with a clue that implies the diamonds are in emma's necklace which has no latch and is impossible to remove but like how <sighs> Again, like, I, I know exactly how the mechanism works. It's just an issue of like finding which one of the beads is the one that slides. Like, yeah. that's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then also it's just like even if they get the necklace, if it's impossible to to remove, then it's also impossible to open and get the diamonds. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. How, how are you going to get yes. to the diamonds then? <laughs> yeah. Like, ugh. like all they need to do is tear open the necklace. Like. Because they don't mm -hmm. give a shit about the necklace. They care about the diamonds that are supposedly in it. But, like, again, right. diamonds are a terrible form of payment. Like, yes. Yeah. yes, they are. 
Um, Amazon Cuff tells him the code. Hands, uh, hacksaw. Impossible to remove. Bobby realizes the necklace can only be retrieved by decapitating Emma. Still can't get to the diamonds. Jimmy tries wrestling the saw away from Bobby, but is accidentally impaled on a coat hook, killing him. Also, well shot. That, that was uh, an awesome shot, yeah. Enraged, Bobby attacks Emma, again, blaming her for his actions. Yeah, but I mean, but, like, that's, that's a whole theme He's the this. other narcissist in her life. Yeah, huh? but I mean, like, that's consistent with his character. His character yeah. is not someone who, who is willing to take responsibility for his own actions at all. So, Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it it's... It's Neither is fault. any of the men it's in her this movie, fault really. That... Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Like, Tom seems the Tom least. Tom and Jimmy are much better. Tom's, Tom's the best of them, but Tom's still yeah. sort of like, like the, I can't believe you did this to me type person in the, in the Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and when he shows up at the house, he's immediate like, like, oh, well, we have time to like figure out our story. And it's like, there's yeah. no figuring out the fucking story. My fucking yeah. psychopathic now ex-husband handcuffed my handcuffed us to each other and blew his fucking brains out yeah yeah it's like getting the story straight is like the most ridiculous concern ever it's also extremely convenient that that tom left his phone in the fucking car oh yeah (laughs) Uh, like oh yeah there's there's a lot of person does (laughs) like yeah there's like a lot of ex machina bullshit when you're you're probably intending on staying somewhere like maybe if you're gonna run back to the car no i have actually accidentally left my phone accidentally but like True. Like it's implied he like purposely left it there because it's like on charge, and it's like I'm sure the house has electricity you can plug your phone into. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bobby attacks Emma, stabbing her in the leg. She manages to fight him off and cuff Bobby to Mark's body. Uh, Emma makes it to the SUV again as Bobby pursues, dragging Mark with him. She hits Bobby with the car and then crashes into the boat shed. Emma exits the car and fights Bobby on the frozen lake. She stabs Bobby in the shoulder just as the ice gives way. Mark's corpse falls into the lake, dragging Bobby with him. Bobby manages to grab Emma's necklace and pull her in as well. As they sink, Emma grabs the knife out of Bobby's shoulder and stabs him in his other eye. Because yeah, that's yeah, how she got away the first that. time. Yeah, it's missing in this description that yeah, the first time when he during the first assault, Alta, she stabbed him in the eye with her keys um, yes. and bl- and blinded him in one eye, and now he has just been blinded in the other eye. So. <laughs> yes, awesome. <laughs> it's a great moment. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Mark's body drags Bobby down to his death as Emma swims up to the surface. Lying atop the ice, Emma removes her wedding ring, letting it roll into the lake as sirens can be heard approaching in the background. Well, it's also important, like, yeah, she also gets trapped under the the ice and manages to use the knife to break out, but, you know, whatever. I mean, like, those sirens better be be really close because she's going to freeze to death in, like, seconds, but... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Depends on the actual temperature, but based on the thickness of the ice... Well... Based on the thickness of the ice, it could just be it's been consistently in the like, you know. Yeah, I mean, 20s. we're not really. It seeing doesn't have their... to be like zero or something. Yeah, we're not really seeing their breath, and then the part when she's hiding in the boathouse and like lying on the ice, it's like you would be freezing. Like, how is she not like? You know, her whole I reaction mean, to that. She's is shivering. Ridiculous. She's some. shivering, but she's not teeth chattering. Yeah. yeah, and she's also like you know. She like out, she's lying on her shoulder, and then they leave, and then she rolls to her back, and it's just like, um, no, <laughs> like you don't do that on ice. <laughs> no, <laughs> like that will make you more cold. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it will. <laughs> so, but anyway, that's the summary. That's the yeah. summary. Um, all right, real fast. I just want to be like. As the first feature from this dude, S.K. Dale, uh, I was only able to find, like, one of his other shorts, and it was sort of lackluster. It was, like, a four-minute ripoff of Lights Out, but with a mannequin. Um, okay. As, as a first feature from this director, like, I was really impressed. Like, I hate people who, like, always use Hitchcockian, but, like, it it was really well shot. It was a really well shot thriller. 
And like yeah, there I are mean, times that it feels over directed, but like mm-hmm. a lot of that is like the lackings in the script. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that's the thing is I feel like at times like like it is a little like over directed and it's just like this feels like a really composed shot that's like drawing attention to itself. But the fact that it's drawing attention to itself is drawing attention away from the script, which is terrible. So yeah. like, cause there's a yeah. lot of like stuff of just like, that doesn't make sense. That's a stupid thing to think. That's a stupid thing to do. And like that applies yeah. to like, every like, single character in the film. You, you, so. you, take, you take the gun, you take the butt of the gun, you smashy smash his hand because he's fucking dead. He doesn't need his bones intact. And then you're free. Yeah, I'm not sure. I still don't think that's initially where that's not initially where my mind goes. I still think I'm looking for a sharp art object for a while before. I, I mean, think like I sharp object works as well. But like, all yeah, you need but is I mean, I think that she has to access like to way bones. more sharp, sharp objects than and. Like even him getting rid of everything, there's like like the vase that the phone's in, like that that alone is something that she could use. There's <laughs> yeah. a ton of freaking ice outside, like <laughs> you know, ice isn't going to be enough to um. Cut Depends on the all... situation, but yeah, glass might be, but ice isn't. Yeah. Um, I I will like okay, you know, sort of. I do have a lot of logical problems with this movie, but. I like the way it's directed. I think the acting is good despite yep. the script being bad. And like the script, I agree. the ideas yeah. behind it are actually really interesting in oh, even Megan most Fox of the plot points. But like most yeah. of the plot points actually work pr- pretty okay. It's just that like... It's just the, it how it gets the, those plot points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fi- fi- yeah. Fi- like fix the details and like this yeah. would have been and this would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's like stuff like we were talking about when she's taking the gas from the boathouse. She's dragging it on the ground instead of carrying it. That doesn't make any sense. Like, there's Mm -hmm. no way that it's easier to drag on snow-covered ground than it is to carry. Depends on how heavy it is and how how much she's able to lift. I mean, she's been lifting a body around. Pull it, yeah. If she's able to pull it, if she's able to pull it at the speed she's moving it, she can lift it, and (laughs) she's going to get way less resistance than she's getting from the snow. Like if it was flat ground, I understand the logic behind dragging it, but it's not. It's snow covered ground, which makes no sense. Snow should actually reduce the friction. Uh, The way it's packed, it. I'm not sure it should. Um, like if it was flat, if she was dragging it on top of snow, I'd agree with you. But she's not. She's dragging it through snow, which is going to cause true. all kinds of problems. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she like she has that's to do that so she can like make a groove, so she can lie in that groove and not be seen when one of the right. would-be murderers walk by. Right. Again, it's like I. This is like setting seeding a thing instead of necessarily like like doing something that's logically sound. I mean, it's the same thing of like when she tosses the gun and it falls under the bed. They like linger on it. It's like that's coming back later. So, yep. but you know, I mean, like, like, but all that again, it's just like it kind oh, of draws man. attention it's away. Just from... Even more funny because it's like it, it. It's not just like the writing implement of Chekhov's gun. It's like literally like the only thing that could have made it more hand ham ham handed is if you had Chekhov written on the side of the gun. <laughs> yeah. My gun's I mean, name is Chekhov. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, you know, oh, but again, it's just like, I, all of that is drawing your attention away. Like, like, it's producing some cool scenes, even though the logic to get there isn't necessarily sound a lot of the time. And again, like, I also, as we're saying with the performances, I think that Megan Fox is really engaging and she makes a character who on the surface may not be sympathetic, you know, work. Um, and likewise, I think that the actor playing Mark, I think he does a great job of just being a total asshole. Like, oh, you know, yeah, you no, understand why you don't like him. Slimy. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, okay, so this is why you're cheating on him. Cause he is a fucking, cause monster. he sucks. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and then even, like, even the guy playing, um, uh, who's, who's the villainous older brother. What Bobby, Bobby, yeah. Bobby. I mean, like he's a guy that I forgot that I had seen like a bunch of stuff because he's definitely in that uh, elevator scene in Winter Soldier as one of the <laughs> oh Shield yeah, Hydra yeah. agents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but like he plays a really solid villain in this. Like you, you find him pretty despicable. 
Like, he doesn't yeah. have good motivation behind what he's doing other than just blaming everybody else for all of his faults, but yeah. he's still pretty fucking despicable. No, and I mean, I and I like Jimmy, too. I think that Jimmy gives a pretty good performance. Is like, you understand where he's, like, he's someone who wants to support his brother, I mean, over his head, but still wants to be supportive and doesn't really know how to, like, stand up for himself and get out of this situation. Yeah. So... Until it's a bit too late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, and that's the other thing is I like how contained this is for the most part. Like, it's really just kind of five characters at a lake house. Like, it has some, li- yeah. it has some setup at the restaurant with some other characters. But, like, I, and I guess what we have some, a little bit of interaction between in Emma and Mark's secretary. But, like, that's kind of it. Like, it's yeah, really there's just... like seven actors in this movie. Yeah. Well, like nine, but you know. Well, yeah. All right, whatever. Still, I <laughs> find it funny that like this is our third one of these, and like I guess we keep on increasing the number of characters in the movie by each one because <laughs> we started <laughs> well, off with yeah. two. We started off with two, then we had like five, and now we have like nine. <laughs> there, yeah. there, there are more characters in. Uh, there are definitely way more characters in the trip than this because you have like. Like all the you have have pretty much all their coworkers at the beginning, all the people they interact with at the very beginning. Oh yeah, all the people involved in the end, and then of course uh, the guy whose whose car uh, gets stolen. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) who just like clearly needs someone to talk to. (laughs) No, I know that kind of old person. That is an old person who is isolated. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, like uh, honestly, yeah, like is like uh, yeah, th- this this movie intrigues me because like it makes me I generally like it even though I have problems with it cuz it kind of like, you know, yes, you're while it's not, you know, right that Megan Fox is cheating, it's like it becomes a lot more understandable when you recognize that the husband is a narcissistic, abusive piece of shit who took advantage of her when she was severely harmed by another narcissistic, abusive piece of shit. Yeah. So, and, uh, absolutely. Like it, ser- like, it looks like there's a bit of an age gap there. So like I, and I have even personally known like women who are attractive, who basically, get like you know molded into the perfect trophy wife by older guys yeah like it's it it, like there's so much there that it's like yeah no i like i like it's like emma is finally starting to like come around to the idea that like maybe that like she could do better than this yeah i mean as written i do think that the character of mark should be older like i looked it up and he and the actors are only three years apart but you know yeah yeah he, he, he should, should be, be he should be a bit older yeah he, he should be sort, yeah be it's sort of 50 instead of like you know only three years older than megan fox but yeah but i think that it's implied that she's i would say it's implied that she's supposed to be somewhere in her like early 30s and he's supposed to be somewhere in his early 40s and looking at the actors oh, I, w- I could buy that Oh, I mean, I think it's supposed it's implied he's supposed to be closer to like like ten years older than that. So, I mean, like it's supposed yeah. like especially when you have that that scene in the restaurant, um, like that implies that like that age gap should be similar. Well, the um, thing is, is their a- if they had met now, their age gap wouldn't be a big deal. But if you think about the fact that they met like when she was like a like late teens, early twenties, the like ten year age gap actually does become problematic. Yeah, no, it does. But again, it's just like these these actors are three years apart. So, I mean, like, you know, oh, you're, yeah, yeah they, know. they should have Who cast somebody a bit older or like I know, but I still really like some. his performance, though. I so, really like. like his oh, yeah. No, he, he yeah. sells. He sells the character really well in like yeah. the limited scenes that he has. Like you understand why she's doing what she does, why she feels like she's in a loveless marriage, because she is she is. She is She's an, an object. Yeah. She's an object. Absolutely. She's a plaything. Like, literally stole the word out of my mouth. <laughs> she yeah. is an object to him. Yeah. 
Like, and it, I, I think that, you know, he was the, you know, treating her well in the beginning. Cause again, that's what, you know, a, abusive people tend to do is like, you know, love bomb you up front. So you like, and then don't show you the real bad parts of themselves until they have you locked down, like in a marriage. Or, or pregnant. Uh, yeah. yeah, or pregnant, but. Yeah. No, I mean. Thank God, and, that's you know, not the case here. I do, you know, there is a lot of, like, implied backstory with some of this stuff. I do kind of wish that we got a little bit more of what kind of Emma's family life was leading up to this. Because, I mean, I think a big part of Mark's plan seems to be to frame her for his murder which kind of implies that he's like trying to prevent and like any of his like like inherit like any of his estate from going to her family or her but like you know that that information isn't there so we kind of like you know why is it why because that's one of the i think that's oh, that one of the would, bigger gaps that, that we talk sheer about your bitterness yeah I mean, no i'm just saying like like if he's if he's so angry at her why doesn't he just kill her like why does he go through this elaborate ruse of trying to make it look like she killed him because uh killing mm -hmm. her would mean it's over quickly for her and then tort but torturing but her... he doesn't get to witness the torture so like you would think right he's more sadistic. but like here's because the question how how would it look like she was the one who killed him because her prints when, are going to be all over the gun when she's then found decapitated later <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good point um <laughs> no i don't think it had anything about framing her for his murder yeah. i think it I was think literally just, just about asshole <laughs> i think it was about torturing he's, her he's just because, an asshole because i mean it's just like i just feel like if the point thing. is yeah, if the point is torturing her, I just feel like you're going to be sadistic enough that you're going to want to be alive when that's happening. So mm, no, well there were two things. Well, he, one, he knew the news one, was closing around him as well. That's the problem. Yeah. Is guys like that have no intention of? I mean, like, uh, you know, it, it's like guys like that are more likely to commit suicide in prison because they're they just, you know it's not acceptable that, to them that like there are that somebody's trying to you know make their life worse due to their actions because they don't see anything wrong with their actions so it's yeah like, i just as you know i mean i feel like he would actually you know he would kill her it, or and you know instead of just like i i i just think the argument against like murder suicide just doesn't uh, like hold that much weight it's just like why not just kill her then kill himself like because that's there are many cases where that's what they what people end up doing so true but this is a more creative way of ensuring this is a way that, that we don't have a film if he doesn't that's, yeah, that's really what yeah. this is how we drive the plot <laughs> yeah like, like that, reason that's really she why doesn't like break a mirror or again use the butt of the gun to gun. smash yeah. smash his hand because without yeah. that we don't have a movie yeah no exactly like like we like they know that their premise is her dragging around the corpse so we need to establish that she needs to drag around the corpse for the majority of the film just because we want to have that for marketing so <laughs> like that is that is your gimmick for your film so which is sort of funny because like the like one sheet for this seems to like give away the ending of the movie mostly yeah kind of like, the, but the one I sheet guess. is like her still with handcuffs on ice going into a hole in water yeah, but I mean, it's also the one sheet's an interesting one from the perspective of what are you allowed to do in marketing? Because I feel like they couldn't actually show a corpse on the poster in in marketing. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a it's actually that amazing sense. that they're able to it, get away with as much blood on her shirt as they do on the it poster. It would have to be so. billed as a horror instead of just a thriller. Yeah, right. and that would end up hurting them. All right. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean that's... that makes sense. Well, I mean, this is, uh, I think this is listed as horror under Netflix's categorization, though. I definitely would consider it more of a thriller than a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of like, um, fucking, it, it's sort of like fucking uh, The Trip. Like, I wouldn't call that a horror film. I think it's classified as a horror film because of the amount of blood that's in it. But, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have, like, this has more tension in it mm -hmm. like 
than that yeah. did. Yeah. No, and I mean, both films but. are extremely violent. So, I mean, like, that's that's the other thing to keep in mind. But, you know, like, there's there's a lot of, especially, I would say, you know, we get pretty visceral deaths for both Mark and Jimmy. So, um, Again, you know. I love that Jimmy one. Like, it is, oh, yeah. it's really well shot for me. Like, like you, you see the head go back into it, then you get the shot of the feet hanging. So you know that he's hanging from that coat hook, and then he falls. And, like, it works. It works for me. It works really well. Same. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's the the direction on this is, is really solid, and I'm curious to see what this director could do with, hopefully, hopefully a better, better, better script. script. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because again, you could have like this script could have like I feel like you'd handed it to any one of the three of us, and we could have fixed e- like every problem with it. Not every problem. Not every problem. Well, yeah. well, well, yeah. Okay, <laughs> enough that you'd probably be able to overlook the ones that are left. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the problems are just kind of like, like, well, they're doing this to set this up later, and what they set up is cool, so it's like, okay, fine, oh, oh but that happens a lot and i mean like that happens really from the get-go like like i said the fact that he shoots himself instead of shoots her and then then himself is kind of like your first like okay the film has to do this and i'm curious to see where it goes with this so i'm fine with it but it doesn't make the most logical sense and then you get to like his removing the knives it's like okay the film has to do this but it doesn't make logical sense him siphoning the gas like I, and it's just like that happens a lot and thankfully most of the time the payoff is good enough that you're willing to go with it it's just like like their setup doesn't really make sense but the payoff is good enough that i'm willing to go with it and it's weird that like i because i think there are other films in which like i their setup is so ridiculous it completely loses you um and this film even though its setup is frequently ridiculous it never completely loses you so, like right. like why the hell is why the hell is tom wearing chuck taylors in the middle of winter they give no traction <laughs> yeah well i mean it also it's just it's sort of like i so yeah i mean and i guess that at like mark specifically isn't wearing shoes because i mean like that was one of the other things it's just like yeah like, like you know, what did he do with the like, shoes was... did he just like toss him out on the ice before he handcuffed himself to her like, yeah, like where, what happened what, to where his is shoes? everything I would go with, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and i mean like I, you know in theory yeah. it's sort of like hey like, come on emma's gotta have the smallest feet of everyone in this film like she can't steal someone's shoes at some point <laughs> so you know like, like, you know, it's one of those things like like within Die Hard, they always they have that scene where they establish that like the first henchman he kills has really tiny feet. And it's just like to just have something that is that, to establish that like like I didn't Mark know your feet were so feet. small. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, honestly, it should be something that's just like he's like she's maybe like teases him about it at some point, And, you know, he's clearly super insecure about the size of his feet. So like <laughs> that works for me. That works. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, you're right. It's like he took all that stuff out of the house. Where, where? did he just like, walk out to like Hired the, the some, tree like, line vampire and... movers <laughs> or well, I mean, say walk out into the tree line and just dump it somewhere yeah and i mean you know it's also funny they bothers to siphon the gas out of the car and then fails to realize that they have a boat on the property which means that <laughs> they definitely have gas cans like and he should know that they have gas cans because you don't have a boat on your property without a, without a gas can that has gas in it. I mean, you <laughs> so, also don't store a boat for the winter with a can full of gas. Well, it. you yeah. Well, not with a can of gas. Well, not with the gas in it, but you would still have gas yeah. on the property. You, you would still have gas on the property, but like you wouldn't yeah. like winter storage store a that boat. Way. Yeah, that way. Like, well, it's also <laughs> is it is it established that this is actually their lake house i guess i guess it's implied that it's like they own it and they've probably been renting it to other people because like well given that it has just a, like a family lake house a, or something given yeah. that it has a dedicated photo development room i would accept that it is their lake house 
Yeah, I got the impression it's their lake house, but they haven't been oh, there. Oh, speaking of, like, again, I'm going to go back to S.K. Dale because, they, you know, there is some really good shots in this movie. Like, yeah. there, there's that rotating scene around the brothers where they're arguing with each other. There's, like, a blink and you miss it sort of thing that I sort of love of, like, the next morning when she goes back into the photo lab room. There's a shot where she sees, you know, her assaulter. But his body is there for like an instant. You see like shoulders and arms like it's him standing there before you see that it's just a photo. And like it's one of those neat sort of like two, three frame intercuts that I really love shit like that. No, there's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of like weird like depth of field stuff that he does with his close ups. Um, yeah, some of the composition. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when like one of the first like. I, I mean, like the whole opening sequence, like, like there's she's in a really weird depth of field as she's like driving away from Tom's that like like has kind of this like disorienting effect to it that like, I, I don't know. I mean, like I that was kind of cool. And that stood out to me, like when she enters Mark's office the first time, it's really this overhead shot that's just like, well, this is a very forced perspective, but it's just like I like they're cool shots that like sometimes the motivation for them is not the greatest but you're still kind of like drawn to them and then it definitely makes this scene everything stand out and again it's impressive that it, like it is kept up throughout the entirety of the film um mm-hmm. like that's one of yeah. the things that's that like i think that as frustrating as some of the decisions people make like there's a consistency to everything in this film um from like the shots perspective there definitely is i'm gonna go outside and talk to them but you stay inside and lock up and she only throws on the uh fucking chain instead of the deadbolt and it's like yeah just 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 hit the deadbolt you you're probably gonna be fine yeah i mean you know the there's more destruction that well i mean they probably they like isn't there windows like right next to the door that they could like break and reach in but of course oh yeah sure sharp implement that she could use to you know yeah actually like i there's so many it's not difficult to find a sharp object if you need to find a sharp object (laughs) i mean this is a this is a house that i'm sure has candlesticks around somewhere like grab one of those like that's the thing i don't think it like my mind does not go to blunt objects like it definitely goes to sharp objects but like there's mirrors there's glass like yeah yeah there's like so i mean she's clearly strong enough to drag him around all fucking day so i think she does like some decent upper body yeah so like i guess that's why my mind goes to like blunt objects because i have a feeling she could smashy smash i oh, mean she, she does she clearly well, does because she ends up like smashing and which is with like the anchor yeah. i will say that like the anchor was actually quite satisfying yes so again it's just i mean you know and that's that's also just sort of like like the, the amount of stuff that's in the boathouse, I mean, also that she doesn't go to the boathouse immediately also kind of implies that both of them kind of like, oh, right, there's a boathouse. But, like, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, it's just sort of like, like I don't under really understand going from the garage back to the house instead of going from the garage to the boathouse. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you're already or outside. Exiting, or exiting the basement through the basement side door. Stay- yeah, because that's Instead way like easier the... stairs. Yeah. 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 Like I to to go up those stairs rather than drag the husband up the like regular basement stairs. I mean, and that's also where we imply where we suggest that like based on I mean, I guess it would still suck if it's not that if it's not that cold and there's snow on the ground, but like the way that she's like handling her feet implies that it really is like supposed to be super cold. So Well, and the way she also sinks into it would have an implication of fresh snow. So yeah. it, it should yeah. be like a colder day after But like then that would make sense. He just like tosses everything outside while the snow's yeah. coming down. So it's snowing as they're driving there. 
and yeah. then that well plan, i mean that's like, the thing is, like, all, all the, like like if it well that's the other thing is like his whole plan kind of seems to hinge on it being like super snowy outside and if the weather's nice he's screwed but like yeah maybe he just took all the sharp objects and all the clothes and like buried them in the snow somewhere and it's like if they yeah. melt, they're just like lying out in the lawn <laughs> That would yeah, make that more would, sense. actually and, yeah, like, that would have make her, sense. Like accidentally step on some knife while she's <laughs> going through the snow, like you know, then she gets yeah. a weapon, and you know, she's also. I mean, it, it, it's it's but, the like, only real explanation as to where all the stuff went, but like, yeah, it's just like so bizarre of like, and I'm gonna hide it in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like just paying attention to the weather forecast of all right so i'm gonna get charged on this day this yeah. is our anniversary the weather oh the weather says snow on our anniversary all right there we go plan made yeah yeah i mean you know i mean it, it's it, the, the weather-based crimes have been a thing and like you know i'm always thinking of like Mr. heavy Freeze. rain like heavy rain oh, was yeah. always like a ridiculous thing of just sort of like yep and then he just throw he just locks children in a place that floods when there's heavy rain. Better catch him before it rains. And it's like that's the dumbest mo of a serial killer ever. And it's just like yeah, but it's it's a fun game, isn't it? Oh, it's like, what yeah. the hell was his name? Of the kid? <laughs> what the hell was the name of the kid? Because I remember Jason, like the press X to Jason. Yes, yes, press X for Jason. <laughs> yes, Jason, 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 Jason. <laughs> Jason? Oh, my God. <laughs> Emily uh, has no idea game. what we're talking about. Nope. <laughs> yeah. There's a video game that's a narrative-heavy game called Heavy Rain. It's about a serial yeah. killer who murders children when there's heavy rain. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you can check game. it out. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's like, it's a game. Like, yeah. it's really just like kind of a vaguely choose your own adventure narrative <laughs> like yeah. I mean, it's what i like about like most of the quantic dream stuff and most of the stuff that uh the dark pictures anthology is doing these days as well because it's yeah. like narrative focused choose your own adventure games yeah because it's just kind of vaguely branching paths that you get to choose between yeah with a smattering of quick time events yeah <laughs> like, understand that you can yeah. choose whether or not to uh whether or not you want to succeed on them so all right guys well we are like 52 getting... minutes in and hard off the rails this moment yes wow. we are <laughs> Um, anybody have anything else they really want to say about this movie before we get to verdicts? Um, not a whole lot beyond, like, I think that the first, so my first encounter with Megan Fox and my, you know, being the fry of this podcast and not having seen nearly as many movies as you guys have, um, was like, I, I think no the life. first Transformers and I, I mean... was like, I was like, oh, well, she just seems sort of dumb and hot. And then I saw her in Jennifer's body and was like, wait a second. She is hot, but like she, she, this, she's actually pretty good in this. And then like I saw this and I'm like, no, I definitely like her. Like I, I definitely mean, in my I like her as an actor. Like, Dan and I were talking the other night. Like we were trying, we were trying to like dreamcast poison ivy for the next harley quinn movie if it ever happens because i really want like a mad love storyline that is or is mad love her and joker i don't know whatever her, mad love is still her and joker yeah then whatever the one that's like harley and ivy having like an actual healthy relationship like yeah. i love the idea of megan fox being pamela isley it works yeah, i think she's pretty good but yeah, yeah, I mean, too. my the first thing I saw her in I can really think of is definitely Transformers. And, you know, basically in Transformers, it's just weird because it's just like you can really tell that all the actors are underutilized. So you can't really get a good sense of it. And then, you know, it just has a horrible like lingering shots of her like washing a car, if I remember correctly. Yeah, something so, yeah. like that. Like, like, you know, but it's just like. But it she's... focuses on boobs and butt. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, like, and ultimately it's just like she's fine. She carries scenes with Shia LaBeouf, who's also an under, who's an actor who it's just like, it's depressing to see where he's gone. Um, but like, you know, I always knew him from like Even Stevens, where he's like amazing. And then everything he's done since 
it's kind of been like trying to pr- prove that he has like dramatic acting ability. And it's just like, but you're better comedic. Like, why are you trying so hard to be a dramatic actor? And then just being kind of bizarre. Like, yeah, his personal life is, eh, but yeah, no, it's, it's bad. But like, yeah, no, Megan Fox is like, I've heard plenty of people be like, Oh yeah, they just put her in movies. Cause she's hot. And it's like, no, Michael Bay just puts her in movies. Cause she's hot. Like other people put her in movies because she's like well, actually Mike, Michael Bay puts her in movies because he wants to fuck her, but never will. Yes, and that's why yeah, they broke up it, as yeah. business partners and then got back together because he still wants to fuck her. But yeah, 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 yeah. They don't have a healthy relationship at all. Nope. No. Nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right. Anyway, so verdicts, I guess. Dan, kick it off for us. Oh, I mean, I mean, I'm a see it. It's it's really interesting because the script is terrible. But like, like ultimately, I think that the acting, especially from um from Fox and what is it, Ian Mackin? Yeah, Eowyn Mackey. Yeah, Mackin. Yeah, like I, the, Emma and Mark. Like, I think the acting from the two of them is really strong and really gets you to like both sympathize with her and despise him in ways that you're just kind of like you're hoping that he, that you know she overcomes his convoluted stupid evil plan um <laughs> and like i you know i think the directing is solid enough to just sort of like make the contrivances of the script like you're forgiving of them enough because it's just like you get you ultimately get cool shots like the the ring rolling into the lake and things like that like mm-hmm. you know it's 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 stupid but like i ultimately i just think that at between the performances and the direction the film is po- is strong enough that you're are drawn in and you know mercifully this film is is 88 minutes i guess is the runtime which yes. you know I think it's perfect <laughs> um yeah that was another issue with the trip is that the trip was like probably it was like over two hours 40 minutes too long <laughs> like yeah. yeah so so yeah it's a see it for me cool m uh yeah definitely a see it for me as well like yeah i do i have problems with some of the logic in the script yes emphatically so but like Dan said, it like the direction and acting and like for me also just sort of like I like the ideas that were that generated the script less so than the script itself. So like there's enough there that I'm I, like I'm very engaged and like I find myself like rooting for Megan Fox the whole damn time. So, yeah, Brad, another definitely scene. see it. Um. Well, you know, I'm I'm going to sound like a fucking broken record right now because I am too a see it for like all the same reasons as like a freshman fucking feature film. Like I thought the direction in this was really good. I, I hate using like the term Hitchcockian because I feel like everyone uses it. But like it it had a lot of like those Hitchcock thriller vibes for me of, uh, in terms of like engaging me visually. Uh, I really, I love the performances in it. I think that, you know, not only Megan Fox and Eowyn Mackin, but also uh, Callan Mulvey. I thought while his, his motivations were weak. I think that he gave that the actor gave a really good performance as the villain in this. Like there's, there's much that I like about this. The script is definitely the worst. And I really hope that, you know, whatever fucking SK Dale ends up directing next has a stronger script because like he has strength as a director and I want to see him direct something that's better written. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. Wow. So <laughs> that's surprising. We're unanimous. See it on this. And I like it. <laughs> it's worth <Me> watching. Too. <laughs> um, all right. Before we get out of here, Dan, pitch your thing. Yeah. You can check out my webcomic with fetus.com. Emily, pitch our thing. Other- all right. 
TJ and I also have another podcast that's just the two of us called New England Beer Reviews, where we drink beer and talk about other pop culture. Check it out. All right. Yeah, cool. Uh, we've been Cedar Screwit. Uh, I've been TJ Davis alongside Dan Murphy and Emily Schick. You can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, um, fucking uh, Letterboxd. You can give us money on Patreon. Hopefully, if we do this right, I don't know if we're actually going to call it Marvel Madness, but I love the title. So maybe, probably, most likely, oh, Lord. We, we should be reviewing our first uh, like paywall bonus episode today. Hopefully. So sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com backslash S-I-O-S-I. That's the initials of our, initials of our show. See it or screw it. S-I-O-S-I. Um, uh, we totally forgot to do like sound thing at the beginning, but I don't know. Yeah, we haven't been really doing good. that for a while. Uh, final word, anyone? Bye. Bye. <laughs> Damn it, Bye, Dan. You I always guess. have the latest final, the lamest final word. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, if you're in that scenario and there's a gun nearby, use the butt of the gun. I was going to say, yeah, final word is smashy, smashy. (laughs) Smashy, smash. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be free. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Dan already said it.